Welcome to Skip to Art, the podcast guiding you to creative freedom. I am your host, Nikolai. Join me on my artistic odyssey, a real-life adventure on how to fully switch to an art career. In each episode, we will talk with exceptional people involved in the art industry. My mission is clear to provide our community with the most effective strategies to leave 9 to 5 jobs behind and earn through art. Subscribe to Skip to Art and join our community of artists helping each other to succeed. Hello Jacques, thank you for being on my podcast. Uh, I'm happy to see you here. Mm, we talked a couple of days ago and decided uh, that we will discuss the role of storytelling of uh, uh, storytelling in art career of uh, artists and how it affects the creative process. But before that, uh, I want to ask you to introduce yourself to our audience. Uh, could you please do it? Hi, Nikolai. Thank you for having me uh, today. Uh, so describing myself, I'm going to do uh, pretty quickly. Uh, I'm the co-founder of Pirates Labs. Uh, venture studio, uh, Web3 Venture Studio based in Paris and co-founder with Alexander Vanucci of uh, Lazar. Uh, Lazar, it's um, a design studio, Web3 design studio. Uh, it's an uh, artist and uh, art project ac accelerator. Uh, and we are involved in uh, like um, the new age of art and digital uh, digital creation. Uh, so we help artists and art projects to uh, to be visible worldwide. Great. And uh, how you get to the art? Uh, so what is your background? Uh, so basically, art has always been. Um, so for me, my background is cre cre creation, uh, tech creation. Um, so. I've been through, so I did study architecture and design, object design. Then I went uh, to New York to, to build a VR studio, AR VR studio. And then I went back to France to work in 3D printing and, uh, and blockchain at the same time. Uh, so it was really the tech surrounding creative. Um, and the art for me has been the way the free way of creation it's there's no client there's no like uh, uh, specifications uh, it's just free free exploration um, so that's what i like about art compared to design because we uh, the studio works with clients but you got a target um, you need to feed a market you need to please the the client and everything so it's pretty cool. There is like a really cool projects, but it's not total freedom. And as well, I, <clears throat> I think that I've met a lot of artists and uh, a lot of artists are like passionate people, but they lack a uh, uh, team. They lack resources to become what they want to become or do what they want to do, share what they want to share. Um, and we need people like this sharing like new ideas about the world, um, sharing like emotions. So I wanted to, with Alex, to build a business model, a sustainable business model around carrying a, a studio that would reinvest funds into creators. Um, so that's, that's the reason. And uh, in this case, uh, Lazar House is a creative collaborator, yeah? Or a it more look, uh, looks like an angel investor. So what is the, your role? So Lazar is the, the company, so the studio. Uh, then Lazar House, it's the gallery for uh, creators. Um, and uh, um, angel, uh, like we, we use the term creative angel, but not for us, um, for people that would, um, so it's, we, because we develop models to make uh, ambitious creative projects sustainable. So those models involve um, creative angels that would basically fund partly or entirely uh, one uh, creative project. Um, us, 
we would be some sort of creative angel, but uh, at a bigger scale, because we would not only provide for uh, financial support, but also technological support, network support, marketing support, and so on. Okay. And who are these angels? Uh, what uh, are their background? They are from traditional art investment or they from technology side, from blockchain? Who are they? Uh, from now on, so basically this strategy of Creative Angel um, has been uh, growing recently, uh, but it's at the beginning. So for now, um, the basic profile we have is... Um, people that are art lovers and are in like, for example, bankings or consultancy firms, and they want to get involved in, in, in art projects. Um, <clears throat> they are mainly wealthy young people that want to spend a couple of thousands into uh, one specific project. So you got, if we could go a bit um, into details about like different, like, uh, Uh, um, uh, business uh, creative angel profiles <clears throat> but at the end of the day what I want to po point out is that what we communicate to get those creative angels is um, what they enable so they are not just giving money to an uh, art collaborative and they don't really know what the money where the money went except like they guess it went to the rent and, and some stuff, but they are not like directly supporting Wild ID. Um, what we communicate to our creative angel is they pick up the project and they are like kind of passionate about the project. They relate to the story behind the project. Um, so recently we had um, um, one creative angel. Um, she worked in a bank. Uh, and she loved music, she loved art. And um, she, she told me like, oh, uh, I think that like during festivals um, uh, and, and, and parties with music, it's lacking some sort of visuals. Yes, yes you have visuals uh, uh, experience in really big festival, but still they're like, it's lacking. So I said like, oh, you know what? We got a project. So we got to, as Lazar, we, we do a lot of R&D. So you're going to see how I connect R&D to uh, the Creative Angel offer. So uh, R&D, let's say it's like, uh, so research and development, it's like researching uh, the, the different use for new technology, uh, researching like con uh, abstract concepts, 3D models, 3D animations, um, ideas. Sometimes they are just ideas. Sometimes they are a bit developed, um, but that allow us to, once we got some a profile like this, that has like five, 10,000 to spend in something creative, we would be able to speak, exchange ideas, and then connect her to one uh, specific project. And that's exactly what happened with this profile. She was like, once I put this idea on the table, she was like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to put a couple of thousands to um, make it happen. Uh, us, on our side, we would budget uh, and size the project. So our main challenge is to make the project sustainable and uh, not um, uh, reduce the risk for the investor. So <clears throat> the model is super... Um, Uh, uh, how to say just like uh, super uh, fair in the in a way that um, the if the project works really well there is a return on investment for the investor um, and then we reduce the risk by sizing the projects properly um, dedicating um, the the budget to um, a pre-production kind of a prototype And then we go to the phase of MVP. Uh, and then uh, eventually we go to the phase of a launch with uh, marketing uh, and, uh, and distribution. Mm -hmm. So uh, in your architecture, uh, you and investor, a, a creative angel, 
and the artist itself, uh, you mm, collaborate to produce uh, this collection or piece of art together. So it's a collaborative process. Yes, um, in a way. So um, there is uh, two ways. So we, we said like um, us as uh, Lazar, the creative angel as being the, the one that financed the project. Um, actually, he, he co-finances because we consider ourselves as financing the project by spending uh, uh, hours and resources on the project. And then it could be one artist, but it could be a, co a collaboration of artists and uh, engineers, for example, or tech people. So let's not forget that one of our focus, and actually most of the time, like for uh, the creative angel model, it's for ambitious creative projects, uh, ambitious and technological creative projects. So any creative, uh, any ambitious creative projects requires many skills. Um, no one that I know is uh, an animator, a coder, a painter, a photographer, a dancer, and, and, and everything at the same time and really well. Uh, so some people does a lot of things uh, like good, but none of them does a lot of things excellent. Um, so what we would do uh, to achieve uh, the, the vision, because obviously we, we have way more ideas than time to execute them. And I think it's the same for everybody on earth. Uh, everybody got one life, thousands of ideas, but just one life to execute them. So basically, we would focus on picking the, the right project, the one we believe in, and then um, finding the right skills to execute it and deliver it. So let's say it's like um, three people that are required plus Lazar. Um, <clears throat> yes, we are four. Um, so our philosophy is that like five brains works better than one. Uh, and and the, the creative angel was chosen because he likes the project. So he has a vision in the project. And in the example of that I just mentioned uh, earlier, um, this, uh, this person from, uh, from uh, the, the banking uh, industry has a really uh, sharp knowledge on uh, uh, making a, a, a project uh, financially sustainable. So she would be of really um, precious advice uh, while she get into like how you uh, distribute your your art project. Um, so in this example, she is really useful and obviously she has as well uh, her sensitivity and she would be able to say, oh, this I like a lot. And then maybe the team of three people plus us would take uh, a different path if there is a, a, a valuable input from her. Okay. And uh, who is responsible for, um, for the business part of the project? Because I believe that uh, uh, you can uh, visit or you can find a great artist with great vision, with great skills, but I'm 99% sure that he is not a business person and he has no idea how to earn on that. Uh, so uh, it is... Uh, Mm, your role here or how it works? Yeah, so basically, uh, to be really honest, um, making money uh, is something every artist has to do. Otherwise, they, they would eventually like live in the street or stop doing art. Um, so they need to make money. Um, and we would choose artists as well according to their past. So our goal is not to um, take someone uh, uh, out of nowhere and making him a star. You know, it's it's not a you know, uh, we we yet are not the Dr. Dre of uh, of art. You know, um, so so we would take uh, people with a, 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 some sort of background. Um, so a coherent background with what we do. So for example, um, I give you a counter example. If a painter comes and say, oh, I want to start uh, digital paintings, 
but I got no idea of what tools to use, uh, but I want to become a digital painter. We would be like, okay, use this tool and go do tutorials. And then like, uh, we, we talk later. Um, uh, but if someone has um, a deep interest or took a recent, like let's say one year, uh, two year uh, turn towards like digital uh, creation and has uh, an interesting project uh, he want to put on the table, yes, we would be more interesting in, in uh, thinking about supporting him. Um, otherwise, so because there's two type of projects, there is artists we accelerate and there is a project we uh, kickstart. So uh, they are internal projects. So it's really two different things because internal projects are um, like our ideas where we we bring people together to to make them true. Uh, and uh, external external artists, it's artists we want to sign and get in the gallery and we want to exhibit them and maybe later collaborate with them on uh, specific collections. Okay. Uh, now I think it's it's the right time to start to talk about the storytelling because you mentioned that uh, when you talk or look uh, for an artist, you search for a solid narrative or the story behind his art and his artistic career. Uh, why storytelling is important and what is storytelling in relationship to art and uh, artists? I mean, for me... Like we could look, um, to start answering, we could look backwards at the first traces of art we have in human history, uh, in the caves, so um, primitive art. Um, clearly, it's telling a story. It's, uh, it's uh, and what historian thinks is that they had a belief uh, behind those paintings uh, of uh, maybe mastering the, the hunt. So they saw uh, uh, traces of arrows on those paintings. And that's a supposition because we don't know what they thought at, at the time. And apparently it's because they believed that if they were killing the, the, the animal on the wall, they would, it would help them kill again the day after. So uh, it tells obviously uh, a story and through time, um, we like it means something uh, for someone. So when someone do, does something, most of the time, and even if it's keep kept in a in a closed room, the artist is doing him to 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 talk with the art piece after you know to exchange like emotion with the artwork. So even if it's not like live in the public, uh, it's there is always a message. So. Why it's important? Because today um, we live um, in a capitalism economy, so everybody everybody want to make money, um, and um, and sometimes artists are surfing on they sell um, they sell art like a company. You know, they should like like a bad company. So. They could, um, so for art is not a big deal. It's not arming any people, um, but, um, but it's not providing for, uh, for something true and relevant <clears throat> where some artists are really dedicating their life to spread a message, to spread emotion. Sometimes it's not, I'm not doing the, um, like the goal is not to, to create the Harvard and super elitist uh, thing around like art creation, but at least like uh, um, uh, sh uh, share that artists needs to uh, know uh, what they are telling as as like uh, through their art, um, and I guess uh, it's it could be as well. Um, it could be both a way an artist get lost because he don't he doesn't really know what he's telling. He's just like doing and like there's no message behind. And sometimes, like most of the time, for the artist we we like, there is really a deep message behind, and they are gonna they're gonna carry on like telling their their story. Uh, yeah. 
at the beginning of, uh, I think, any artistic career, mm, my personal experience is that you try a lot of different things. So you try different methods, uh, new mediums. Uh, so there is no way to focus your like idea. Uh, from your perspective, uh, this narrative, uh, this idea should uh, grow inside uh, for itself, inside your head, or you have to constantly think of uh, the story that you want to share to your audience or the story that you want to spread through your art, how it works. So um, I would say that the, the, the story is something and the media is, is another thing because um, the story could uh, the story could exist in in your head uh, and could be uh, um, spread as writings um, the goal of art is to spread stories and emotions uh, with uh, visuals <clears throat> or experience let's say because it's but let, we are focusing on visuals um, and um, and the more you um, look into new media, new medium, new techniques, because um, let's not forget that art is is a story and as well emotions. Just an emotion is already a part of a story. Uh, let's say the emotion of darkness, like um, of like or fear. It's already the beginning of. It's already a part of a story. It's it's uh, it brings you in something that then your mind takes over and builds up the story. So for for some artists, <clears throat> sometimes the the they have their own story in their head. Their goal is not to share one hundred percent of the story, but to make the viewer continue the story out of some emotions. That could be something a bit different in in the approach, um, but because um, I really don't want to put all creators in the same kind of group of people, because really creators uh, they are all different, as different as like every every one of us. Um, uh, so some of them are gonna be willing to spread specific emotions some of them are going to be willing to work on beauty and have the emotion of like like peacefulness in front of something incredibly beautiful that reminds you whatever so for some people it's going to be dream for some people it's going to be youth for some people it's going to be but the emotion through this and the story behind is a, a positive wellness story so this could be enough for an artist some other are way deeper into the the, the story about like a specific culture, for example, or the story behind like the way women are disrespected in like in some countries. Like it could be political message. It could be a lot of things. So really, there is all the uh, all the shades of gray in uh, in the way uh, artists and good artists approach the storytelling in art creation. Am I, uh, am I right that uh, your message should emerge uh, for itself? Uh, because it looks uh, for me weird that uh, before starting creating something, uh, you like imagine that my message is this and I want to express it through art. Uh, uh, from my perspective, uh, you uh, through your art, you share something that is important to you. And... Uh, I'm absolutely agree with you that different people, um, they're interested in different aspects of life. Some of them focused on problems, uh, social problems uh, or something like this, political problems. Uh, some are interested in expressing their uh, emotions. So it, this storytelling, this, uh, this, um, this style, this uh, big thought, it um, appears for itself. Yeah? Yeah. <clears throat> um... I would I would say that um, like let let's take a, I'm I'm gonna take an an, an example like uh, just to have a bit of a matrix. Let's say uh, an artist that is like thirty years old. 
Um, he he has uh, 30 years of experience, like life experience behind him. So this life experience shapes his way of thinking. And once he's expressing his him, his self through art, uh, there is uh, uh, first his own story behind. Because even though uh, someone is doing something um, in related to the world of, of dream or, or complete imagination, it's things he relates to uh, because of his past, uh, eventually. Uh, what he saw, what he dreamt uh, about. Uh, uh, so we can't, um, I can hardly imagine um, uh, an artist uh, doing uh, something really, really deep and hard in terms of feeling with the past of uh, a really quiet past. You see what I mean? Normally, it, it, it's, it's like most of the time some sort of mirror of, of himself, of what's happening inside of him. Because um, real art is really, uh, for a creator, it's really a part of yourself uh, that goes out. Today's episode is brought to you by the Internet Computer Protocol, from my perspective, one of the best blockchains for emerging NFT artists. And here is why. ICP stores your entire NFT on-chain. That means you fully own and control all the NFT's assets, art, music, metadata, everything. Plus, storing data on ACP costs way less than alternatives, so you can focus more on creating. More profit, less overhead. And get this, ICP's smart contracts let your NFTs interact with the Web2 world. So you can have evolving, dynamic NFTs with crazy features like customizable metadata, on-chain badges, dynamic media attachments. The possibilities are endless. I plan to use it for my upcoming symbiotic art series, where the NFT changes based on the owner's data collected from their smartphones. Last but not least, ICP is a carbon neutral tool. You can mint NFTs guilt-free, knowing the process is sustainable. Huge shout out to the folks at Definity Foundation for supporting this podcast and my mission to help artists make their art their full-time job. Learn more about the ICP blockchain at internetcomputer.org. And now, back to our show. You just said that mm, artists always input stories that happened with them in their life. Um, what do you think? Mm, uh, I think that mm, it's easier to impress the audience with some drama or mm, some negative feelings. Uh, do you think that uh, it is like the only way? So the, the life of the artist should be uh, uh, have to be complicated uh, to uh, uh, to make the art uh, great, or um, you could be you could lead a very mm, simple uh, life without any bright emotions, uh, but produce something valuable and emotionally uh, dense uh, uh, that is attractive for the audience. Uh, yeah, so what what I said is um, slightly, I didn't say it's, um, I said it's connected to uh, the past of the artist. Um, so as an example, it would be, because uh, let's not um, uh, think that um, um, hard in emotions. Uh, I, I meant uh, something difficult to uh, to um, uh, like hard emotions, not like peaceful emotions. Um, this um, it would be uh, surprising that. Uh, there's no link at all with the past of the artist, you know, something doing something terrific, like uh, fear and that there's no such past in the life of the artist or in his dreams, stress, whatever. Uh, <clears throat> it doesn't mean that uh, uh, good art is only about those kind of emotions. There is like, personally, m one of my, fa uh, among my favorite artists, are artists with like super peaceful emotions 
there are strong emotion in, in the, the level of emotions, but they are way more easy and way more peaceful to, to experience. Okay. Uh, now let's try um, to talk about the way how to share uh, your story. Um, because, for example, if I'm an artist, I do my art, there is a story behind it. Um, but I want to, for example, impress you as uh, the co-founder of Lazar. I want to collaborate with you. What is the right way of telling your story? How to do it? Um, if an artist comes to us, No, 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 in general. So, for example, I understand that uh, you, my personal story as an artist is uh, is an important part of my artworks. So, uh, the person who uh, see my artwork should know something about my background, about me uh, as a creator. Uh, how to communicate that to, the, to your audience, how to do it in the right way uh, today uh, at the 21st century. Okay, So, um, first, uh, there is so let's point out that there is two types of story. There is the story behind the artwork uh, and then the story behind the artist. Um, so the story behind the artwork, uh, personally, um, I think it's important because it, it can help some people um, engage with the artwork itself. Uh, but personally, that's, that's not what I read, because uh, I want to um, know the artist, um, and I want to just enjoy the artwork. I don't want an uh, explanation of, of the, like, depends, but like, I'm more into like, looking at an artwork and feeling straight away, more than like, reading a lot about the artwork. Um, but uh, for the artist, uh, yes, I think it's important because it, it helps understand the, the general work of the artist. Um, so if you don't know anything, um, then it's cool as well because I want to say like live art should be alive alone without anything else. Uh, but it's always interesting to get to know Uh, the the past and what the artist went through because uh, it ha adds a layer of, of, of magic um, to the to the art, artwork I recently met uh, an artist that um, uh, his um, his father was in uh, uh, went from France to um, to the middle of Amazonia <clears throat> and he finally, Uh, lost himself in Amazonia with a tribe um, and he stayed there like 30 years and uh, and this uh, this this guy that is now an artist uh, went to visit him like way later for the first time and uh, he went in the tribe to visit uh, his father that he lost for like years and years And once he told me this story, I had the artwork in front of me, the first artwork he, he, he showed me. And I was like, yeah, I, I love it. And then once he told me his story, like I, I loved it, but to another level because I understood it, you know. And, and the connection is way stronger when you understand something. Yeah, so... Uh... At the end, it's important to communicate your personal story. Yeah. So yeah, to answer, it adds another layer to the to your artwork, another uh, yeah. another layer yeah. of deepness. Mm -hmm. So um, now the way to communicate it uh, would be uh, so today would be through um, through social media uh, like Twitter um, or a, a website uh, or when you're curated. Um, create a, 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 a short uh, biography uh, and a long, ver a long version and a short version of a bi biography so that it's like let's, let's say I would advise to spend a lot of time so that it's accurate it's simple uh, it's straight to the point um, but detailed uh, not boring uh, true um, and then uh, and then as soon as you ask because you know 
when you're asked for a bio, if you don't have one, you write one in one hour and that's it. Uh, if you know you're gonna ha you're gonna need one forever, uh, and this one is gonna evolve, then you spend uh, two weeks building the perfect biography with the right wordings and everything. Okay, and um, and about communicating through social media. Uh, we talked with Alex a uh, couple of weeks ago, uh, and we discussed that for foreign artists, sometimes it's too complicated to uh, make both marketing and communicating uh, with uh, with the audience and making artworks. Uh, what do you think? Uh, should artists uh, be focused only on his uh, art, or it is necessary uh, to tell this story? Uh, about himself, about his artworks, about his day-to-day -day life uh, for himself, to be honest with the audience. Or you can hire like someone, SMM manager or something like this. Alors, um, I would say that um, the storytelling um, can uh, be seen and experienced at the level of the project. Um, And today's like we are taking care of uh, mainly digital artists. So obviously we use a lot of the NFT to distribute uh, the the artwork um, and make uh, those uh, ambitious projects sustainable. Uh, so <clears throat> what I think the artist shouldn't understand is that we are we are in uh, we are experiencing a new way of um, uh, thinking an art uh, project, an ambitious art project, because um, the community is financing this project. Um, so the, the artist is going to build up a roadmap to achieve uh, goals. So we would support them on building the roadmap, obviously. Um, but it's something like, it's it's not like we reinvented the wheel, you know, like an artist uh, before our model could decide to have something, a big project, an ambitious project and say, okay, step one, I need to do this, step two, three, four, five, etc., and over sometimes years. Um, today, uh, they would need to onboard a community to support them financially. And that's the main difference between before and after uh, NFT uh, um, revolution. Because before you would ask, like you would be financed uh, by... Um, some uh, organizations to create by cities to create, but it's like it was just a handful of, of artists that could benefit from uh, um, legitimate financing. Um, today, any artist could onboard a community, create his own community and share his ID, even, even get in uh, like feedbacks uh, and get... Um, Uh, direction or advice from his community. Because <clears throat> when I said before, um, some artists are uh, surfing on, on trends to sell. Uh, that's something I don't like. But something I like is an artist having an idea that he wants to share with his uh, community and get uh, the feeling, uh, the, 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 the will of the community, and then kind of work around his creative process to answer his community. You know what I mean? So it's not surfing on something trendy that like everybody, like uh, Mickey Mouse and stuff like this, because, uh, because you know in a gallery someone might want to buy the Mickey Mouse because it's Mickey Mouse. No. Uh, I'm talking about uh, uh, the community brought on the table something cool, uh, some cool ideas. The artist is going to take some of them, merge them, twist them, and then build up the project with 
in uh, input from the community, uh, which we like as, as sorry, which we like as seeing as being even if you have one artist, he's going to be the kind of art director of this like creative project, but it would be co-creation in a way that the community is like influencing um, the the course of the the project evolution. I think um, this um, this um, architecture of working with with the community uh, kickstarted uh, with all the blockchain and crypto ideology, and I think it changes everything. Why that? Uh, as I understand you, uh, first of all, you need community. Then, in collaboration and in discussion, in uh, thinking together uh, with your community, you build up your artwork and your uh, product. Uh, if, uh, if I understand you correctly, the question is how to gather community if you have uh, no artwork. So it is like switched upside down the logic. I understand that it works, but I do not understand how it functions. Uh, how to like to how to gather people around you until you uh, you have uh, nothing to share. Yeah, it's uh, it's complicated as everything. Like uh, building a community, and I, I, at the end of the day, we say like because we can we 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 see uh, some artworks as having a lot of um, parallel with um, uh, common points with a company, you know. Um, if you look at a company, uh, you need to buy things, so you got cash out. Um, you need to uh, uh, distribute your product if you're a product company and not a service company. Um, and you need to market it. You need to sell it. You need to make money in, to put money in the, the your pocket, so it's not the pocket of the company. And then there is an, some other cash out, and so at the end. You need um, the, you have the same uh, you have similarities with companies. So we us we see really uh, artworks uh, an artist as a micro company that needs to take care of a lot, a lot of things. Obviously, we would we would assist them, but at the beginning, building this community is hard for everybody because uh, it, it like let's not forget that a community today worth a lot of money. If you got one million follower, people are gonna pay you ten thousand just for a post. So, if it would, if it, someone told me a long time ago, if if it was easy, everybody would do it. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. I think um, that um, in your example uh, with the company, uh, uh, the difference is similar. Mm, in crypto industry and in traditional business. So in traditional business, first of all, you need to, to deliver the product then uh, or simultaneously delivering the product, you market it uh, and you sell it. But in crypto, you uh, one more time, first step, you need to uh, gather community and only after gathering the community, you start to build uh, and deliver your product. Uh, so th that is uh, absolutely works absolutely the same. Yep. Um, so what's what's uh, uh, brand new is that yes, before you would uh, deliver a product, and now you deliver the ID and uh, you get the 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 fundings for building the product. Um, that's I think that um, this is the good model. Uh, why? Because a lot of a failure in like uh, let's talk about like startup industry a lot of failure comes from not feeding a market um, so you could work on having the best interface uh, the code is perfect the front end is pixel perfect everything is great but you don't fit the market there's no customer you're you're out of the game um, so now with this new model where you put the ID and, and you get the feedback from the community, the model is, <clears throat> is cleaner, um, if you allow me the term, because um, 
you you straight away know if you're out of the the market because you got instant feedback from the community so if an artist so for artists it's going to be it's not going to be inside the market or outside the market but it's going to be more about like <clears throat> his behavior like i don't know um some people like artists um so for example one problem with artists and art gallery because we are not talking about art only artists it's an entire industry so it's an industry of art or, uh, organizer uh, uh galleries curator um collectors so it's an entire industry that is uh, concerned to um uh to those uh, those matters and with um this new model uh basically before an artist would sell in a gallery for 1000 the, the gallery would get 500 and the artist would get 500 let's say um do you think the collector would get anything after some i don't know some something no he would just be in the database of the gallery and uh and be asked to spend more on the next, uh, you know, the next exhibition. Today, there is um, a way for the artist um, to um, to think and connect deeper with the community. And there's a way for the community to connect and help and support better and in a more liquid way or in a more like. Um, um yeah liquid way because you could uh give 100 to an artist just because like you bought something that worth 100 and for artists that have like artists that sell for 3000 5000 i don't have i i have a couple of friends that could buy those type of art artwork um but a lot of them they won't spend more than 200 or 100 on an artwork let's be honest um uh i personally uh rarely bought like super ex expensive artworks because uh, i invest my money elsewhere uh we in we invest in uh, in uh, uh, art projects um so before how, how would you do you get in the gallery and you say like uh, you you put out a 100 dollar bill and you say oh this is for the artist he's gonna do whatever he's gonna uh, like enjoy a weekend with it no now you can you you say okay the artist pull out a series a limited series of five uh, each artwork are uh, 100 it's a uh, um, pretty um, high rated uh, artist i'm gonna buy one and he's gonna be have maybe 500 to finance the beginning of a project, and uh, and you connect. At the end of the day, you connect more and more people, and you you sensibilize more and more people to art and where goes their money, you know. Uh, and and you you educate as well artists so that they can um, share um, more information about the creative projects. And that makes the art industry more exciting and that make uh, the number of art collector increasing and i think it's best for everybody yeah one more time we uh, we return into the idea that the artwork itself uh, uh, it's very important but it's it's not enough so you have to ha to have uh, your story plus you have to efficiently communicate with your audience. And this communication uh, is very, very important part of the overall your artistic product. So, uh, so um, that is the way uh, how things changed because from my understanding, uh, why galleries take 50% fee on, uh, on the artworks that they sell. Uh, they outsource uh, all this communication uh, part. So they, they take money from you as an artist because they've got uh, a list of uh, buyers, collectors, uh, and they know how to talk with them. So basically, uh, in traditional art, you are outsource all this marketing and communication part uh, to the gallery for 50% of, uh, of, of the price of the artwork. Uh, blockchain and uh like all the social media uh 
it gives us uh, this direct communication with uh, with your listeners, with your audience. Uh, one more time, uh, from your perspective, uh, you should do it for your own or you have to have a team of people uh, who could support you in, uh, in for example, in market, marketing of your artworks? I'm going to respond... Um... Uh, really according to my background uh, now I make I have teams to do pretty much everything I couldn't like there is still things like I could not replace myself with anybody else but uh, but more and more like um, today I can say like yeah I'm not touching any social media account myself I'm not Uh, editing any website, doing any modification. Like I'm doing only like um, pretty uh, deep creation. Actually, that's where I, but before I was doing everything. I was doing uh, all the shitty work, uh, uh, all the boring work. Um, and, uh, and yeah, you don't have weekends and everything, but you do it because you are at the beginning of becoming bigger. Uh, and once you're big, yes, obviously you don't do the, you dedicate your time for uh, valuable, valuable things. So my advice would be if you're a new artist, like let's say a junior, uh, then yes, take care of building your account, take care of maybe doing a deal with uh, your friend that is super cool at social media and then tell him like, oh, I'm going to create you an artwork and in exchange you take care of my social Uh, media account for uh, three months uh, <clears throat> and then for medium to uh, high artist i would say like yes focus on doing your art don't touch any social media don't touch anything that don't become a princess uh, but uh, don't touch anything that is not your work of create uh, your uh, creative projects all the like And then when you're really, really like, we can see the, the kind of, uh, not star artist, but like really established artist, like some of them, it's getting to a level nobody could imagine. Uh, they arrive at the art fair. Everything is already set up. They didn't see the setup. They saw picture 3D model. They say, yes, no, 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 yes, no. And that's it. You know, they go there, they drink champagne and they go back home. You know what I mean? So that's the top, top level. But like, I want to say, why not? Like at one point, uh, that's, that's how it goes. Uh, you only take care of the, you take care more and more of what's, what passionates you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, let's return to the, to practical advice uh, for emerging artists. Uh, you got your idea of your art product. Uh, you are ready to communicate with your audience. Uh, how to kickstart it? Where to get your first uh, subscribers or uh, your community? How it works? Um, I would say there is a different uh, strategy. The first would be to um, slowly share uh, what you did before. Uh, and then once you started um, sharing, so first connecting, obviously, with your artist friends or with other artists or some gallery you exhibited in. in. Um, so try to first, um, <clears throat> let's say you get in a social media first, I guess you're going to gather your, um, your network on this social media. Then start saying something because nobody's going to follow you if you don't have anything to say. So you start saying what you did in the past. And then you would start once you said what you did in the past and everything is clean. You got the description and everything. You added the network uh, and uh, you, you follow the, the what interested you, like the big museum or whatever. Then you start sharing um, Um, hint of what you're working on, for example. Um, this is always things that people like. It's like, oh, this is new. This is on uh, work in progress. Uh, I love it. Uh, I want to see the, the, what's next. Oh, I saw just uh, white and black drawings. 
uh, maybe he's going to put color on it. And then <clears throat> once you share the color, they're going to be, ah, oh, I remember this hand here. Now, now it's all purple and, and green. Like uh, <clears throat> I, I connect with the story because story are, are things that are built in your head. And, you know, let's take the comparison with a love story. You can have a, a, a crush, a, a big crush, the big love story gets in your heart and mind through time. You know, it's a bit the same with an artist. Once, if you follow once and you saw like one year of like sharing what he was doing, what he was uh, thinking, his ideas, the evolution, then you connect with the person and you want to invest in or buy what he was sharing the past years. If it's something that pops, popped out of nowhere, the connection is low. So, and how this? For example, okay, I've got some audience, so I got uh, I organically growth my community. I communicate uh, with this community about uh, like my background, how I do art, uh, showed a work in progress. But you mentioned that you could um, uh, get uh, uh, investment from your community. Uh, how it works. So that's what we do with, um, with some artists is like, um, the investment is, is not often, uh, like, oh, I need 10,000 who's ready to give me 100. Like we need, uh, you know, 100 people giving 100. <clears throat> no, it's like, okay, if I need 10,000, um, I actually could need 100 people that spend 100. Uh, so I might do 100 unit, unique, quick artworks that I'm going to sell. It's going to be the series of, I don't know, recently we had like um, uh, Alexei Olin, a Ukrainian artist, doing um, hands. So it's a square frame with like uh, dynamic colors, flat colors, and there is one hand uh, holding an object. He did like tens and ten, dozens of, of them. And he sell them like five Tezos. It's on the Tezos blockchain. This, it's like kind of, it's funny for him because it's like quick drawings. Uh, it's maybe trainings as well for him, like exploring, like drawing new objects that he was not like used to draw. Um, and uh, if the community buys the project, likes it, <clears throat> then they're going to finance it. They're going to just purchase those artworks. Um, so that's, a, that's a, for me a, a good way to, to, um, to get uh, fundings while uh, thanking the community. Uh, I, I thought that uh, it works uh, in different way. I thought that you uh, like provide an exclusive access to uh, exclusive uh, versions of your final work for the people who support you on early stages. So, for example, yeah. if it's... So this is this would be um, when the for a bigger so for the big projects I, I, I thought the question was related to just like um, financing like I need I need <laughs> I need money now <laughs> yeah I, I need money now uh, uh, for any reason like how how can I do uh, I got a community uh, I'm gonna create like the example I gave you um, in the um, uh, when it's related to uh, bigger projects, then you do you model. Um, uh, so I said the, the roadmap was important. <clears throat> so basically, the roadmap, and actually I could um, tell the story of um, uh, Alexei Olin. He did create. So it's um, a Ukrainian. The project is called Nefer's, Nefer's Dream. Uh, it's the story of a Romanian child um, that is born at the frontier between Romania and Ukraine. And he, he took the train, the, a train 
to go uh, to to Ukraine, and he was um, uh, he went in an incredible dream story. So it's like a world of dream. So this artist created uh, a first uh, drawing. It's like you you can imagine like those really a um, lot of details drawing with a lot of characters and like uh, it's, it looks like a, a dream with thousands of little scenes uh, and, and, and people inside and animals and like and he did one first version called day and another color for night and then he those two artwork was sold so he could go to the so it was the first drawing it was kind of a <clears throat> let's say a draft of the final drawing he, ha he has in mind um, but the draft was like at the standard of, of uh, an artwork so he sold those two versions in order to get the money to build the bigger version with way more details so the bigger version would take like 10 times the time of the first version but with like uh, as much more details uh, <clears throat> and then uh, the bigger version is uh, in a grid of uh, five by five so could be divided in 25 little story uh, and the release was made for uh, for before uh, Christmas uh, so actually it would start like in seven days but it was last year and uh, every uh, every part of the the big artwork was telling a part of the the story um, before uh, yeah before Christmas. So every day we, he would like release one and and share with the community um, a, a 25th of the of the story. Uh, so this is a way to in a bigger project call the community for financing. So this is model. So the artist needs to. So there is thousands of ways to model a, a project and get, get financing in the roadmap. <clears throat> uh, this one is one, but then the artists, they are creative people. They are going to think about ways to make them their creative project uh, financed by the community through the roadmap. <clears throat> and to make uh, his work and his art product sustainable through this communication with the audience. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, okay. Mm, um, my last question is, could you provide us with uh, advice of any artist who uh, do his job with working with community, with storytelling, with all that stuff that we discussed today uh, in a very, very good uh, level? So some examples. Who do we try it? Mm, so... With the, regarding the community, uh, no, no. yeah, tell me. Uh, I mean, not only the community, but everything that we discussed, uh, someone is doing it uh, in the right way. Uh, I want uh, our listeners to check their socials, how they communicate, and to see it uh, like uh, realization of their work, how it looks in real life. Um, so I would, um, uh, if you want specific example, there is a, we are a, we are in a beta phase for a platform that is called Let Art Be. Um, so uh, Let L E T space Art space B E, uh, and on there you would have Arto. Arto is a generative uh, artist that uh, gathered a pretty big community. Um, there is the one I just talked about, Alexi Olin. Uh, he's an uh, artist on Super Rare, uh, and he managed to, to make his way through uh, the digital art landscape uh, pretty well. Um, and, uh, and on Let Art Be, you, you, you would have uh, uh, some, uh, some uh, pretty... Uh, uh, successful uh, artists that uh, made their way on Twitter, Discord to get a, a powerful community that really support them. But it's again, uh, I would say that it takes time. So if you have no community, don't expect to have a big one in, in three months. It's, it's really something that is built carefully through time. 
So there is no life hacks and uh, short routes uh, in uh, yeah here. Yeah, I, I want to. Yeah, we could conclude on this, like, because it's an it's an advice I would give to every artist, like, um, uh, like there's no secret. Uh, you need to work super super hard, like. Don't wait for uh, winning the lottery and be uh, exhibited in Art Basel and be invited at Art Basel uh, the first year you you decided to be an artist. Like that, otherwise, play the lottery and expect like believe you're gonna win like uh, a million. But there's really the the advice. It's the same for not only artists. Like there's really no secret. At the end of the day, the one the most successful ones. Uh, the one with the biggest community are the one that work the most and, and, and worked in a smart way, like really following advice, trying new things, analyzing, being curious, <clears throat> dedicated and, uh, and, uh, and yeah. I think uh, this advice is the perfect ending for uh, this episode of the podcast. Uh, life is short, do it hard and work a lot. Uh, it's a great advice for creatives. Uh, thank you uh, for your time. It was great. Uh, I'm happy that you gave me and uh, our listeners a really practical advices on how to uh, to think and how to act uh, in working with community, uh, the role of the storytelling. <clears throat> it's absolutely important at the beginning to have a clear view uh, where you should go and what you uh, have to achieve uh, to succeed in, uh, in art. So thank you very much. Thank you for your time. Thank you for having me. It was a big pleasure. And that's a wrap. But before you go, a special invite for those still listening. Let's build a community of artists helping each other to succeed. A circle of talented people supporting each other's creative careers through advice, networking and cross-promotion. If you are ready to take the leap, learn more at skiptoart.com. And for now, keep dreaming big. See you on the next show.